This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Now, did you know South African-born CEO of SpaceX and Tesla, I'm talking about Elon Musk, has been credited for raising the prices of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, through his messages on Twitter. Well, the good news is Tesla recently announced that it has bought over $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. And the company also said it will start accepting Bitcoin as a payment method for its products, making it the first automaker to do so. And this also raised questions around CEO Elon Musk's recent behavior on Twitter, where he has been credited for increasing the prices of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin by posting positive messages that have encouraged more people to buy the digital currencies. And the question is, will cryptocurrencies become a norm for payment in the future. Kevin Smogerere joins us on today's uh, Tech Insights uh, to share his independent insights about um, whether cryptocurrencies will become a norm for payment. He is a qualified chartered accountant, digital tech innovator, a tech entrepreneur. Kevin Smogerere is also part of the 2020 South African Institute of uh, Chartered Accountants, top 35 under 35. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Harvey. Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners once again. Kevin, good news for Tesla and Bitcoin company. Hey, This past week, we woke up to good news reporting that Tesla automaker company owned by South African-born Elon Musk has just bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. Let's first discuss what Bitcoin is. So Bitcoin, um, as is popularly known at this point in time, and I think also in previous sessions that we've covered, um, is a cryptocurrency. So it is a digital currency which can be held for uh, value, appreciation, um, uh, as a speculative trader, but also can be used to transact as a form of payment in a way to exchange uh, value through a payment transaction between a willing buyer and a willing seller. So it is backed by blockchain technology and ultimately is a cryptographic currency, which is digital in all forms. It does not exist physically. And in order for you to derive value from it, um, you need to have the necessary infrastructure um, and knowledge to acquire it appropriately through various means um, in order for you to be able to acquire it as a currency at the end of the day. Um, so Bitcoin is um, a very unique offering, you know, in the spectrum of digital currencies as we're getting to know them. Um, and there's a defined lim- uh, number and limited number of Bitcoins available worldwide as made by the original creator Satoshi Nakimoto. And that ultimately based on supply and demand factors in the market is what drives the up and down value of Bitcoin as we see it on a daily basis. All right. So I need some bit of clarity here. Is cryptocurrency the currency for Bitcoin? Um, So cryptocurrency at the end of the day um, is on its own um, a classification of an underlying technology within the blockchain space. And blockchain can be used for all kinds of applications um, within the technology spectrum. But cryptocurrency is specifically a segment of blockchain technology that has to do with digital currencies. So Bitcoin is just one of many cryptocurrencies. 
Um, at this point in time, there are over 4,000 cryptocurrencies in existence. Um, and based on public sources, about 1,600 of those have been created since the year 2018. So within the classification of cryptocurrency as a segment of blockchain technology, Bitcoin is the most popular uh, because it was the first and right now is the most trusted form of cryptocurrency out there. But there are others as well, which have different applications and appeal to different um, niche markets. Uh, some of them are called uh, Litecoin. Um, there's another called Ripple. There's Ethereum. And there are others uh, to, to speak of. But there's definitely thousands. And based on the use case that you're looking for as a user, um, there are various optionalities around which cryptocurrency at the end of the day um, best speaks to your needs in relation to storage of value or transacting. Right. I think you managed to put it well there, Kevin. And on the 1st of February, we spoke about the influence of social media on financial markets that include forex trading, where you buy and sell currencies, where you buy and sell commodities and shares. Is there a difference between forex trading and Bitcoin, specifically cryptocurrencies? Yes, there's a difference. Um, so forex currency, um, in essence, has to do with the trading and also holding of fiat currency as you know it. And simply put, fiat currency um, is, is already approved and well-established currency uh, based on various jurisdictions um, in the form of you know, a central bank regulated uh, form of value, which is stored in a financial instrument, which we hold as cash. Uh, so in South Africa, for example, fiat currency would be the rand. Um, in the United States, it would be the dollar. In, in the UK, it would be the pound. So forex trading tends to involve the trading between willing buyers and sellers of those particular um, currencies as cash instruments in order for value to be exchanged on a speculative uh, basis, uh, given that the exchange rates fluctuate on a daily basis. And with the right level of knowledge and right opportunity, um, a trader of these particular currencies would be able to make a difference for, for profit. Um, so when it comes to cryptocurrency, the trading thereof is probably in terms of mechanics works similar to forex trading. However, you are not trading um, fiat currencies, which in essence can be translated into physical value, such as, you know, a rand note or a dollar note. What you would be trading is a cryptocurrency, which is completely digital. Um, that would be the likes of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and so on. Um, so that value also fluctuates, just like the exchange rate for a normal uh, fiat currency. However, the underlying difference here is if you're trading that particular um, cryptocurrency, um, your value will be restricted to the supply and demand factors around that particular currency. And if you want to now translate that into a fiat currency, you'd have to convert that cryptocurrency being Bitcoin into your underlying fiat currency, which is a rand or dollar and so on. All right, Kevin Simogerere. Now, earlier on, during the start of this interview, I mentioned that good news for Tesla and Bitcoin company because of uh, this past week, we woke up to news reporting that Tesla Automate, which is uh, the automaker company rather, owned by South African-born Elon Musk, has just bought over 1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. What does this mean to the Bitcoin investor? 
So what this means, I think, is a bit of a twofold uh, phenomenon, um, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, there's been volatility in all kinds of markets, including the cryptocurrency market. And this is because we're now dealing with a new normal where um, members of society are essentially looking for new ways to go about their lives. And in essence, one of those ways, given you know, the phenomenon of social distancing, is how do we transact without being physically present? And with that comes, how do we pay um, in exchange for goods and services without physically being present or physically exchanging um, cash? So digital currencies, such as cryptocurrencies, um, of which Bitcoin is one of, of many, um, have now become sort of a growing uh, solution um, and popular solution in order for um, people to trade at this point in time, uh, to store value and essentially pay for their goods and services. But because of you know, the new normal, which has surprised the world and was unexpected, um, that demand um, is, is very much volatile. And hence, we've seen the, the value or the price of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin fluctuating quite radically over the past year. Um, so given that volatility, some parts of the market may not be sure as to the sustainability of such uh, digital currencies. Um, but when a, I think, strong player um, in the technology market and also in the global economy, such as Tesla, um, invests, you know, such a huge amount in a cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin. What that does is it drives confidence um, in the sustainability of digital currencies such as Bitcoin uh, for the future in relation to storage of value, but also as some kind of tool to be used in payments um, ultimately. So what Tesla has essentially done is promote confidence into the longevity of Bitcoin going forward. Um, given that many people and investors trust the decisions that are made by companies such as Tesla, seeing this commitment on their behalf um, sort of gives other investors more confidence to invest further in the future of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. And it's going to be interesting to see how far this goes when sort of the utility of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin transitions beyond just being a an instrument for storage of value as an alternative to gold, for example, but also now becomes a transactional instrument for payment where more and more merchants and the likes such as Tesla have, have sort of started paving the way are now going to start accepting it as a, a an instrument or tool um, to pay for the goods and services that you are acquiring as a buyer or a, or a customer. So I think for investors, what this means is probably a brighter future from a confidence perspective in the cryptocurrency space. And this probably encourages them more um, around making a decision to invest further in cryptocurrency-based investment schemes or cryptocurrency itself as a storage of value. All right, true, true that. Uh, I do agree with you, Kevin. And I know that, uh, well, Elon Musk is a gentleman who was born in South Africa. And uh, the money that was invested into Bitcoin is in dollars. 
And I'm keen to find out from you, will this have any impact towards the South African economy? Looking at the fact, Yauri, you know, we need to take it local. You know, we need to make sure that we uh, focus on how this will impact the South African economy. Will it have any positive or negative impact? So, Javi, I think given the fact that, you know, as South Africa, um, we are definitely connected to the world. Um, and probably more so because of technology. Um, sort of any other, I think, significant trends in you know in economies in the rest of the world will definitely ultimately affect South Africa um, domestically. So I think there is likely to be an implication or effect of such um, a, a move, you know, from a big tech player such as Tesla in relation to. Uh, the future of cryptocurrency or the future of, of Bitcoin as one of many cryptocurrencies. So locally, in terms of what this translates into, I think this is still something to watch. There's a whole spectrum around regulation. Um, many countries, including South Africa, um, are, grapp- are grappling with how to sort of regulate the space, given that right now it's largely unregulated. And hence, a lot of the volatility that is seen um, in, in this market. So central banks right now um, are definitely trying to put out you know, as much clarity around how much support they give to cryptocurrency environments um, and also how far does the regulation go in terms of protecting participants um, in the cryptocurrency markets. Um, in addition to that, there are sort of initiatives around how to tax people who make sort of a profit um, from from trading uh, cryptocurrencies, given that it's a very lucrative uh, trade at the end of the day. And if it is not watched um, appropriately, it could result in you know all kinds of opportunities being lost where our governments, including our South African government, could be collecting additional tax revenues from those who participate in these trade activities. So what we have seen um, in the South African space, is because we're going through a pandemic and there's a lot of desperation in the system around opportunities uh, for wealth creation. Um, Unfortunately, many people have been duped into investment scams. And ultimately, they do not have much protection because um, the space is not well regulated or is not really regulated at this point in time. So the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, or the FSCA, has put out information uh, to warn people against investing in the cryptocurrency market. Um, If you do not really understand the investment structure that you're getting into, um, and also to be aware of that because this space is still largely unregulated, if anything goes wrong um, as you start to participate in this cryptocurrency market, you you might not have recourse or you might not even get your money back because there's no one really uh, who's there to sort of assist you as a regulator um, in in terms of any losses that you might incur or any way in which you might have been scammed. So our government, including other governments, is currently investigating perhaps a way to create what is referred to as a central bank digital currency, which essentially would be um, regulated by our reserve bank, Um, and in other parts of the world, their particular central banks, in order to control the supply and demand 
of a digital currency, which will be an alternative to fiat currency and will therefore be put into circulation. Um, these efforts are still very much in their early stage, but I think it's going to be interesting to watch how um, these digital currencies, which are in essence supported and controlled by the state, will then compete against the likes of other decentralized and sort of anonymized currencies in terms of their origin, like Bitcoin. Um, so I think what is quite clear is many governments, including you know our South African government, is definitely putting their heads together around how to definitely enable people to participate more um, in the cryptocurrency market, but at the same time, how do we protect our economies, um, in essence, from being eroded when it comes to the lack of you know tax collection and sort of monies being taken out of the country um, without any controlled measures in order to protect the economy in the long term. Mm-hmm. I think you managed to put it well there, Kevin. If you just tune in right now, welcome to the show. We are joined by Kevin Simogarere. Uh, he joins us on today's Tech Insights to share his independent tech insights on whether uh, cryptocurrencies will become a norm for payments. Now, Kevin, what intrigued me is that uh, the CEO of Tesla, Elon Musk, has also been credited for raising the prices of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, through his messages on Twitter. The, uh, and, and it got me thinking, well, the influence of social media is it is tremendous uh, in this day and age. How is it possible for a social media post, such as a simple tweet, to affect a price of a currency? So, Harvey, I think um, similarly to what we discussed uh, probably two or so weeks ago, um, social media has definitely become a very powerful tool for influence, especially when it comes to access to information. Um, so it's very possible in this day and age where um, certain individuals or organizations, communities or groups of people have um, a collective following um, on social media platforms based on their specific ideologies um, that they may be able to influence various aspects of our society, including financial markets. So it was quite interesting to watch the scenario that unfolded a couple of weeks ago in the United States um, around GameStop, a company which was not doing well, is listed um, in, in, in the United States. But at the same time, you know, due to certain anti-establishment movement groups, um, a certain collective of people through a group called Wall Street Bets on a social media platform called Reddit was able to drive up, you know, the value or the price of a GameStop, GameStop share and also other companies in order to sort of prove a point besides just making money that social media is ultimately a voice that people listen to. Um, so I think when you have an influential, you know, individual, um, and highly successful individual such as Elon Musk, um, who I think is very much, um, praised for a lot of his achievements and the influence that he's, or the impact that he's making on the world. Um, I think he has a lot of power with his voice uh, when it comes to social media platforms. So it's very possible, um, perhaps, it might be difficult to prove, but I think it's 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 possible that um, a person of his stature 
would be able to make a particular decision, especially in the business world. And if he's to sort of um, announce that on a public platform such as you know social media, which at the end of the day is is highly influential and drives public sentiment, I think we can therefore see such scenarios as if, for example, his company or him as an individual invests so much money in a cryptocurrency, um, that could influence other people um, into sort of the longevity and also trustworthiness behind a particular currency. And therefore, demand will shoot up for that particular cryptocurrency. And in terms of supply and demand factors, you know, in the free market that we have, that, of course, is going to drive up the value of that particular currency. Um, so I think this is perhaps not that surprising, but it is something to watch in terms of how far can this go as social media becomes more and more integrated into all aspects of our society, including our financial markets and, and economies. Hmm. Uh, it is indeed surprising, hey, but uh, it depends on the influence that a person has, as you mentioned, that uh, the influence and the numbers do play a role in this case. And Tesla Electric Vehicle and Clean Energy Company, which include electric cars, battery energy storage, to, to name a few, also announced uh, that it will start accepting payments in Bitcoin in exchange for its products and making it the first major uh, automaker to do so. And our main focus today is on uh, whether cryptocurrencies will become a norm for payment in the future. What's your take on that? So, Harvey, I think as you see more and more um, sort of big companies um, and more distributed I think businesses starting to place confidence in cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin as a form of payment. I think this is definitely going to drive a new trend towards cryptocurrencies becoming more of a norm amongst other payment um, sort of options on various platforms. So I think it's just been sort of a waiting game in order to see um, how far trust will go in the system around the value that cryptocurrencies hold. And I think as that begins to mature, which I think we're starting to see, it, it is only a natural transition for these cryptocurrencies to ultimately become an accepted uh, method of payment. Um, so how soon that will be a norm, I think is still uncertain. There are many moving factors, including the regulatory landscape, um, including at the end of the day, the sophistication of the buyer who will realistically be able to use cryptocurrency as a form of payment. Um, unfortunately, you know, holding cryptocurrency or using cryptocurrency in your transactions is not as simple as, you know, swiping um, a card, which is your credit card or debit card. It's not as simple as issuing an EFT payment. Um, you actually need to have an underlying understanding of the technological platforms through which you'd be able to hold a cryptocurrency and which through which you'd be able to redeem or transact a cryptocurrency in order to use it on certain payment platforms. And right now, uh, that infrastructure might be a little bit complex to the non-technologically advanced user. But as time unfolds and this technology becomes more simplified for the ordinary person to understand its workings and therefore use it seamlessly without you know, needing a specific cryptocurrency wallet um, service uh, with a 
you know, encrypted password that's extra long in order to redeem it and use it every time. I think we'll then also see this contributing to it becoming more of a choice in, in the payment cycle when it comes to making a payment. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a matter of time. And as governments also start to, I think, issue their own um, digital currencies, which will then be accepted as a form of payment um, within various countries. Um, I think we will start to see the infrastructure and therefore the user experience coming together to make adoption of digital currencies such as cryptos or Bitcoin um, more of a reality. Um, so I think all of that at the end of the day bodes an interesting future for how soon, um, how, and in, in essence, in which format will uh, cryptocurrencies become an, a choice um, and a normal choice for payment through various platforms, um, including e-commerce, which, of course, thanks to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, is now more popular than ever. Amazing. What a time to be alive, Kevin. And I'm just keen, right? Is, it, is this likely to apply to every product from clothes, food, tuition fee, or perhaps only selected items based on certain terms and conditions? Yeah, certainly. So I think ultimately, um, if the adoption becomes more widely spread, um, not only for customers to use this as a form of payment, but also for businesses to accept this as a form of payment, um, the variety of goods and services that we should be able to pay for using cryptocurrency uh, should grow and should become quite broad. Um, so right now, there are some broad merchants um, in the clothing space, in the beauty space, in the industrial space, also in the technology space, who accept uh, cryptocurrency as a form of payment. So that speaks to how broad uh, the goods and services can be, uh, which would essentially accept Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency as a form of payment. So I think it's just a matter of time in terms of businesses starting to adopt um, cryptocurrency as a form of payment, incorporating this into their cash management and business cycles. And therefore, we should then be able to, at some point, pay for a loaf of bread um, using a particular cryptocurrency that you might mm. have at hand. Mm. I mean, it seems like days of having the same universal currency are on the way. Uh, I'm talking about days where we would have only one currency instead of different major and minor currencies in the world, such as rands, such as dollars. I feel like we're close to those days, eh? Um, yeah, I think it, it depends on various factors. Um, that that might be more of a political discussion because if you're going to have one currency, um, what does that mean for all the other currencies that are in existence today um, and which are the key drivers behind the economies um, of, of different countries. Um, and some countries are stronger than others due to uh, the history that, in fact, for example, currencies such as the US dollar are widely used and you know are legal tender in most parts of the world because that currency is stronger than the underlying domestic currency of that particular country. Some countries have even completely scrapped their own um, sort of domestic currencies in order to adopt foreign currencies because those hold better value. And why is this the case? Um, having a currency at the end of the day in any transaction 
is about being able to exchange value fairly, right? And to the extent that you trust the instrument you're using or whichever uh, currency you're using will be able to hold the value that you're exchanging. So there is no point um, for any transactor to, at the end of the day, be paid in a currency, which the next day is going to be worthless. It's like me giving you 10 rand and you know that 10 rand holds value, but then tomorrow you wake up and you try to use that 10 rand to buy a loaf of bread and the merchant from whom you're trying to buy the bread tells you, sorry, the 10 rand is worthless. I cannot accept the 10 rand. So that is where the whole spectrum of the variety of currencies which we have today due to their history um, sort of, I think, supports, um, you know, the strength of some currencies versus others. And I think it is a very perhaps philosophical and also I think political debate um, around when will the world finally get to a point where we can, in essence, rely on one currency, which is fair for all economies, um, has utility for all users of that particular currency, and therefore can be accepted as legal tender for the entire globe, as opposed to having different currencies from different parts um, of the world. So I think it's 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 a it's a broader discussion um, as opposed to the desire to see this happening because it has to be practical um, based on all kinds of moving factors um, in the various economies that come together to to drive the global economy at the end of the day. Kevin Smogarere, I think we need to leave it there. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for joining us once again right here on VAUFM 88.1. Did you know South African born CEO of SpaceX and Tesla? I'm talking about Elon Musk has been credited for raising the prices of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, through his uh, messages on Twitter. Well, the good news, as we spoke about it uh, earlier on, is that Tesla recently announced that it has bought $1.5 million worth of Bitcoin. And the company also said, well, it will start accepting Bitcoin as a payment method for its products, making it the first automaker. A company to do so. That was the conversation today with Kevin Simogerere, who is a qualified chartered accountant, digital tech innovator, a tech entrepreneur. He's also part of the 2020 South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, top 35 under 35. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. 88.1. Or stream, stream. via www.vafm.co.za.